द मुगल एम्पर बाबर विद द डिक्लाइन ऑफ द डेली सल्तनत देर वॉज नो पैरामाउंट पार लेफ्ट इन इंडिया Several independent states in the north were at war with each other. In 1526, Babur from Fargana crushed the last of the Lodi ruler and established the Mughal rule in India. The Great Mughal Dynasty was ruled by Babur, Humayun, Jahangir, Shah Jahan, and Aurangzeb. Babur ruled from 1526 to 1530 AD. descended from timur on father's side and the mongol changhez khan on his mother's side he became king of fargana at the age of 11 when he lost his father he turned his attention towards india after his triple failure against uzbeks to hold samarkand babur's five expeditions into india are in 1505 he led his first expedition at the age of 21 mainly to loot and not to occupy in 1519 to 1522 ad he raided india thrice during this period and captured gandhar in 1522 ad in 1525 babur entered hindustan and in 1526 defeated ibrahim lodi at the battle of panipat On April 26, 1526, Babur declared himself the emperor of Hindustan. Important conquests of Babur are first battle of Khanwa in 1527. This battle was fought between Babur and Rana Sanga of Mewar of Khanwa. In this battle, Rajputs were defeated. The second battle was fought in Chanderi in 1528. Babur captured the fort of Chanderi after which no Rajput chief could challenge Babur's authority. The third battle was Battle of Khagar in 1529 AD. Babur defeated Sultan Nusrat Shah of Bengal on the banks of the river Khagar. Babur died approximately at the age of 48 years and was buried in a garden in Kabul. Babur was a great conqueror but a poor administrator. He laid down the foundation of Mughal rule in India. He was a poet and a scholar. His autobiography Tujuke Babri is a dependable account of the history of Central Asia and India. He was a lover of nature and laid many gardens. Although an orthodox Sunni, he was not a fanatic. He did not favor Hindus and recognized jihad as a sacred duty. Nasiruddin Muhammad, better known as Humayun, was the second emperor of the Mughal Empire. Humayun was born in Kabul in 1508 AD. He was one of the most unfortunate rulers of the dynasty. Eldest son of Babur, he inherited the throne that was far from secure. Having conquered Hindustan in just 4 years, Babur had no time to set up a proper administration. Humayun's three younger half-brothers, Kamran, Asghari, and Hindal were constantly plotting against him. There was no law of succession amongst the Muslims. Therefore, after the death of a king, there followed a war of succession. Every prince asserted his claim to the throne. As per his father's wish, Humayun gave Sambhal to Askari and Alwar to Hindal. Kamran got the provinces of Kabul and Kandhar. 
Afghan Amirs and Hindu Rajputs were making efforts to regain their lost empire. In particular, the Afghan chief Sher Khan in the east and Bahadur Shah of Gujarat threatened his hold in India. The important military expeditions of Humayun are in 1532 Humayun defeated Afghan Sultan Mahmud Lodi besieged the fort of Chunar under Sher Khan but did not succeed. In 1535 AD he marched against Bahadur Shah of Gujarat but he failed to retain Gujarat. In 1538 AD Humayun marched against Sher Shah and finally took Chunar. In 1539 AD Sher Khan met the Mughal army at Chausa and defeated them. In 1540 AD armies of Sher Khan and Humayun fought on the banks of the Ganges in the battle of Bilgram the Mughals were completely defeated and Sher Khan became the master of Delhi and Agra Humayun was exiled after his defeat he kept wandering to Punjab and Sindh while in exile his son Akbar was born at Umarkot in Sindh in October 1542 AD. He regained all his lost territories from his brothers and Sher Shah and returned to India after 15 years. On January 24, 1556, he fell down the steps leading to the library and died. Humayun acted according to the deathbed advice of his father and treated all three brothers well. Humayun's failure as a ruler was the outcome of his own nature. He did not have a general's foresight or organizing talent. He lacked character and resolution. He was incapable of sustained effort and after a moment of triumph would busy himself in his harem and dream away the precious hours in the opium eaters paradise whilst his enemies were thundering the gate. Naturally kind he forgave when he should have punished light-hearted and sociable he reveled at the tables when he ought to be in the saddle in private life he might have been a delightful companion but as a king he was a failure Sher Shah Suri born as Farid Khan was the founder of the Sur empire in India Sher Shah had its capital in Sasaram in modern day Bihar He was born in 1472 to Hasan Khan, a jagirdar of Sahasram, Bihar. He secured the title of Sher Khan from Bahar Khan Lohani, a ruler of South Bihar. Later, he became the guardian of Jalal Khan, the minor son of Bahar Khan Lohani. The major political events of Sher Shah's reign are In 1530 he captured the fort of Chunar and defeated the Afghan forces and became the ruler of Bihar. In 1533 Sher Shah occupied Gaur the capital of Bengal. In 1539 Sher Shah defeated Humayun in the battle of Chausa. In 1540 AD Sher Shah defeated Humayun again in the battle of Bilgram and Humayun had to leave India. With this Afghan rule was established for 5 years. In 1541 Sher Shah suppressed revolt in Bengal and divided the provinces into district. He occupied Punjab and invaded the Khokars and built a fort called Rohtas. In 1542 AD Sher Shah captured Malwa. In 1543 AD Sher Shah occupied the fort of Raisin. 
in 1544 AD Sher Shah defeated Maldev the ruler of Marwar and occupied Ranthambore and Kalinjar Sher Shah Suri died in an explosion in 1545 AD The administration of Sher Shah Suri is well known During his short term of 5 years he set up a sound system of administration Sher Shah's principles of an ideal government were protect subjects from oppression and tyranny press crime ensure the comfort of traders and soldiers ensure safety of the highways and ensure peace and prosperity of the people Sher Shah established a central administration dynamically Sher Shah was a benevolent despot and divided the government into departments headed by a minister the empire was divided into 47 sarkars and sarkars were divided into parganas and parganas were divided into villages the villages were based on panchayat system his revenue administration was very strong revenue was fixed as one third of the produce on the basis of the land surveyed it could be paid in cash or kind he discouraged the jagir system but introduced kabuliyat and patta his military administration was also very strong he recruited troops personally he introduced the system of dag and chera he had infantry and cavalry he divided his army into divisions headed by a commander he was also known for a strong judicial system he was an impartial administrator qazis served as judges and applied islamic law the criminal law was harsh and punishments were severe he also established an efficient system of spies and his espionage system was very strong Sher Shah also worked hard on his communication system. He built roads to encourage trade. He built sarays for lodging and boarding. He also worked on the postal arrangements. He used sarays as mail posts or dak chowkis. He was also a great builder. Sher Shah built Purana Kila in Delhi and his own mausoleum at Sahasram. Sher Shah also gave attention to trade and commerce. to promote business he abolished taxes tolls and customs and struck copper coins his religious policy was also very strong though a staunch muslim he was just to hindus and muslims and gave liberal grants sher shah was a great ruler he was the first one to throw moguls out of the country in their early ages it is said had sher shah been spared for a decade or two more the great moguls would not have appeared on the stage of history abul fatah jalaluddin muhammad akbar popularly known as akbar the great or also as akbar 1 was the third mughal emperor born as jalaluddin muhammad on october 15 1542 at umarkot in sindh while humayu was in exile proclaimed emperor at the age of 13 soon after his father's death bairam khan was his faithful general and guardian the important military campaigns of akbar are in 1556 he fought the second battle of panipat akbar defeated hemu the chief minister of the afghan adil shah this destroyed afghan power and helped consolidate mughal power 
In 1557 AD Akbar's rival Sikandar Suri of Punjab surrendered and the Afghan Adil Shah was killed. In 1558 to 60 AD Bairam Khan conquered Gwalior, Ajmer and Jaunpur. In 1562 AD Akbar's foster brother Adam Khan marched into Malwa and defeated its ruler Baj Bahadur. In 1564 Akbar's general Asaf Khan defeated Rani Durgavati of Gondwana. In 1568 Akbar besieged the fort of Chittore. In 1569 AD Akbar took Kalinjar. In 1573 AD Akbar annexed Gujarat which brought the Mughals into direct contact with European traders. In 1576 AD Akbar fought the battle of Haldi Ghati. Akbar defeated Rana Pratap but failed to conquer Mewar fully. In 1592 Akbar annexed Odisha. In 1596 AD Akbar led a campaign against Ahmednagar. initially not successful but later regained it and annexed a part of the kingdom in 1601 ad akbar invaded khandesh and captured the forts of burhanpur and asirgarh apart from a great conqueror akbar was a great administrator akbar was the first mughal ruler who paid particular attention towards the administration of the country as babur and humayu had no time to bring about any changes in the administration his central administration was very strong he was a despot and had a council of seven ministers to help him his provincial administration was properly administered empire was divided into 15 provinces or subas which were further divided into sarkars and parganas akbar's administration is known for its mansabdari system it was the basis of civil and military administration of the country literally meaning office or rank of dignity the system was introduced by akbar who borrowed it from persia the mansabdari system worked in great efficiency in the time of akbar akbar also introduced the system of branding the horses and maintaining of descriptive roles of the soldiers the main features of mansabdari system are the mansabs were divided into 33 grades who maintained horsemen ranging from 10 to 10000 mansabs above 5000 were given nobles of high ranks The mansabdars were generally paid in cash but sometimes jagirs were also given. They were appointed, promoted or dismissed by the emperor. A mansabdar could be assigned both military or civil duty. Thus, mansabdari system was meant to settle rank and fix gradation of pay. It has nothing to do with land, also it was not hereditary. Akbar's Land revenue system was very strong. Akbar adopted Shehshah's system of land revenue. Raja Todarmal, the chief officer, introduced many changes in the land revenue system and Dehsala system. The benefits of Dehsala system were it enabled the administrators to guess fairly the revenue of the state. The cultivators knew what they were required to pay. The government also promised to reduce the revenue in case of unforeseen circumstances of natural calamities. 
the state advanced loans to the cultivators which could be paid in easy installments remissions of revenue were granted in bad seasons akbar was known for his benevolent religious policy tolerant towards all caste and creed he abolished the zizya and pilgrim tax he built ibadatkhana in 1575 to hold religious discussions with leaders of hinduism buddhism jainism sikhism zoroastrianism and christianity in 1582 ad he introduced a new religion known as tine ilahi which was national in character he was quite liberal in respect to this new faith his rajput policy gave him a strong empire rajputs were appointed on high posts he himself married rajput princesses he introduced various social reforms he abolished sati child marriages female infanticide condemned polygamy disapproved the system of high dowries and abolished the enslavement of the wives akbar introduced many economic reforms like he abolished the pilgrim tax jizya jagir system and standard gold coins were used as currency akbar also focused on his judicial reforms trial by ordeal was abolished and proceedings of the court were recorded akbar was a great patron of art and literature Persian was the court language and compulsory for all state servants. Akbar maintained a huge library and a number of famous books of Arabic, Turkish and Greek were translated into Persian. Akbarnama and Aine Akbari by Abul Fazl are dependable accounts of Akbar's reign. Art in all forms, poetry, music, singing, painting etc were encouraged and men of talent and skill graced his court in the form of his nine gems popularly known as navratnas the navratnas of akbar are abul fazl a scholar and historian known for his two works akbarnama and aine akbari fazi brother of abul fazl he was a poet and philosopher He translated the Bhagavad Gita into Persian. Abdur Rahim Khan Khana. Abdur Rahim Khan Khana was the son of Bairam Khan. He wrote poetry in Hindi. Rahim's dohas are still sung in Hindi literature and are very popular in India. Mia Tansin. He was a notable singer and musician of exceptional talent. He is remembered for the rendition of Rag Deepak. Raja Todarmal. He was an efficient administrator. Birbal, he was known for his statesmanship and wit. Raja Man Singh, he was the greatest general in Akbar's court. Hamam, he was a well-known physician. Mulla Do Pyaza, a scholar known for his ready wit. These were the nine very talented men who are known as Navratnas in history. Other well-known members of Akbar's court were Badayuni, a historian and baj bahadur the musician 
Persian influence blended with Hindu traditions of painting and architecture. The Gujarati school of painting developed and Akbar's buildings are Indian in style and are made from sandstone, for example, buildings in Agra and Fatehpur Sikri. When Akbar died in 1605 AD at the peak of his glory, he had already begun the construction of his mausoleum, his tomb at Sikandra near Agra. This complex was built according to a Persian plan known as Charbagh, four gardens. It was designed as the city of paradise. Nuruddin Muhammad Salim, known by his imperial name Jahangir, was the fourth Mughal emperor. Son of Akbar, he was born on 30th August 1569 to Akbar's Rajput wife. In 1611, he married Mehrunisa, the daughter of Mirza Gyas Beg and widow of a Persian general, Sher Afghan. He gave her the title Noor Mahal and then Noor Jahan. Noor Jahan is considered the real power behind the throne. The important political events during the reign of Jahangir are he mounted the throne and assumed the title Jahangir in 1605 AD. In 1606, his son Khusro rebelled against him. In his Deccan campaigns, Jahangir recaptured Ahmednagar. He fought a war against Rajput of Mewar. In 1614 AD, Rana Amar Singh was compelled to accept the overlordship of Jahangir. During his reign, a rebellion broke out in Bengal, which was headed by the Afghan chief Usman Khan. In 1616, an epidemic broke out in Punjab, which was known as Bubonic Plague. In 1620 AD, he conquered Kangra and captured the fort. In 1622, he lost Kandhar and this strategic region was lost to Shah of Persia. Jahangir's third son, Prince Khurram, revolted against him in 1622 AD and his able general, Mahabad Khan, also revolted against him in 1626 AD. The last days of Jahangir were full of sorrows and misfortunes. His health was completely shattered on account of too much drinking. He died in 1627 and was buried in a beautiful tomb in Lahore. Jahangir wrote his memoirs known as Tujuki Jahangiri. His diary gives a good account of his life and administration. The emperor possessed plenty of intelligence and ability, but his habit of excessive drinking completely ruined him. He was not cruel by nature, but excessive drinking was responsible for his fits of violent temper. When he was sober, he was magnanimous and forgiving. Jahangir was a lover of nature and loved Indian surroundings. He loved animals and had a vast drinking tank for animals built at Shetpura in memory of his favorite deer. He had a great love for learning and other fine arts such as poetry, architecture, music and painting. He had complete knowledge of geology, botany and medicine. Mughal painting and music reached high standards of development under his patronage. He had keen interest in gardening. Some of the gardens in Lahore and Kashmir were laid down at his orders. Shihabuddin Muhammad Khurram, better known by his regal name Shah Jahan, was the fifth emperor of the Mughal Empire. He was born in 1592 in Lahore. 
in 1612 he married Archuband Banu Begum daughter of Asif Khan upon whom he bestowed the title Mumtaj Mahal chosen one of the palace the important events of his reign are he ascended the throne in 1628 by disposing of his brothers and nephews he faced the revolt by jujhar singh leader of pundela clan and khan jan lodi an afghan noble he expelled the portuguese from hugli as they abused their trading privileges he annexed ahmednagar to the mughal empire in 1636 whereas bijapur and golconda accepted his suzerainty he conquered balk and badakhshan in central india he failed to capture kandhar from the persians The death of his beloved wife Mumtaj Mahal while giving birth to his 14th child completely shattered him and he built Taj Mahal in her fond memory Shah Jahan meaning the king of the entire world one whose reign is known as the golden era and who is known as the prince of builders spent his last days as prisoner of his son Aurangzeb at Musambun Burj in Agra fort and died in 1666 Shah Jahan had four surviving sons Tara Shuja Aurangzeb and Murad Although Shah Jahan had declared Tara as his heir and successor but it was Aurangzeb who finally occupied the throne after plotting against his father and brothers Shah Jahan was arrested and imprisoned at Musamman Burj in Agra fort from here he used to gaze at the taj mahal because he was not permitted to leave the fort this unhappy life of his ended with his death in 1666 ad shah jahan's biography bashah nama was written by two authors abdul hamid lahori and inayat khan inayat khan wrote shah jahan nama and both are considered to be the accurate and authentic sources of his reign The prince of builders raised many important buildings and monuments and those are Taj Mahal at Agra, Musamman Burj in Agra Fort, City of Shah Jahanabad now known as Old Delhi, Red Fort at Delhi, Jama Masjid at Delhi, Peacock Throne and Jahangir's Tomb. Shah Jahan was one of the greatest Mughal rulers. His reign has rightly been called the golden age of Mughals. He was a great general and soldier. He was a great administrator and statesman. There was peace and prosperity in the country and it was not disturbed by foreign invasions. Trade and commerce flourished. There was wonderful advancement in architecture and Shah Jahan built many splendid buildings. He was a great patron of art and a great lover of literature. There was great progress in medicine, mathematics and astronomy. He was a benevolent ruler and built roads, canals, tanks, bridges, sarais, etc. for the welfare of the people. Aurangzeb ascended the throne in July 1658 and assumed the title Alamgir. He disposed all the possible rivals and enjoyed comparative peace. The empire reached its zenith during his reign, but his religious, Rajput and Deccan policies led to the fall and decline of the Mughal Empire. Aurangzeb's long reign may be divided into distinct periods. 
during the first half that is from 1658 to 1681 he was directly connected with the affairs of north india during the second half that is from 1682 to 1707 he lived in south india and made efforts to crush the marathas during his reign aurangzeb had to put down many revolts by the jats pundelas satnamis sikhs frontier tribes of the northwest rajputs and marathas the jats continued their struggle first under the leadership of raja ram and thereafter under chudaman their revolt proved one of the causes of the fall of the mughal dynasty the sikh rebellion guru nanak the founder of the sikh faith tried to bridge the gap between the hindus and the muslims he was followed by nine gurus due to the growing oppression of the hindus by aurangzeb the ninth sikh guru guru teg bahadur took the responsibility of defending the hindu faith He had to sacrifice his life in Delhi in 1675 AD when he was beheaded under the orders of Aurangzeb for his refusal to embrace Islam. Guru Gobind Singh, the son of Guru Tegh Bahadur, became the 10th guru and continued the mission started by his father. Open wars started between the Sikhs and the Mughals. Guru Gobind organized the Khalsa into a military organization. From 1695 onwards, he fought successfully against the rajas of North Punjab and the Mughal officials. Though he lost his four sons in these battles, he continued his crusade till Aurangzeb's death and even thereafter. The guru himself was killed by a pathan named Gul Khan in 1708. He was succeeded by Banda Bahadur and he carried on the struggle against the Mughals. Ultimately, they succeeded in setting up their independent kingdom in Punjab under Maharaja Ranjit Singh. War with the Rajputs. Akbar had consolidated the foundations of his dynasty in India by making friends with the Rajputs, but Aurangzeb turned them into bitter foes because of his religious policy. His policy provoked a long war in Rajputana which came to an end only after his death. Aurangzeb's religious policy. Aurangzeb was a staunch Sunni Muslim and he thought that it was his duty to strengthen Islam which was being weakened by Dara's liberality. Aurangzeb wanted to convert Darul Harb that is non-Muslim country into Darul Islam that is the realm of Islam. He called on sustained jihad against the Hindus. Many Hindu temples of Mathura, Banaras, Jodhpur, Chittor were destroyed. The building of new temples and repair of the old ones was forbidden and mosques replaced temples. The jizya which was abolished by Akbar was reimposed. Hindus were excluded from responsible posts in revenue and accounts department. All Hindus excepting the Rajputs were forbidden to carry arms or ride palanquins, elephants and horses. Music and dancing were forbidden throughout the country. Singing in the royal court was forbidden. Painting too was declared as Islam does not sanction it. He ordered that the kalma should not be engraved on coins so that it might not be subjected to dishonor if ever the coins were trodden under human feet. He stopped Hindus from celebrating their festivals like Holi, Diwali at the royal court. Aurangzeb's fanaticism and religious intolerance proved fatal to the Mughal empire. The major portion of the population consisted of Hindus. It was not easy to rule the country without their goodwill 
and cooperation. Widespread resentment led to rebellions. The economic conditions worsened, which ultimately led to the fall of the empire. The hostilities between Hindus and Muslims, which increased during Aurangzeb's reign, were precisely those which led two and a half centuries later to the partition of the subcontinent and the appalling communal massacre of 1947. The Deccan policy of Aurangzeb had far-reaching consequences. It not only undid his own work but also those of his predecessors. The destruction of the Muslim kingdoms of Bijapur and Golconda was a mistaken policy. They had served as a check upon the Marathas who were now left free to carry out their raids. Aurangzeb's long absence from the north led to a natural slackening of authority and growth of corruption. The Jats and the Sikhs got an opportunity to strengthen their hands. A lot of money was spent in the Deccan wars with no possible outcome. The spirit of the Mughal army in the Deccan was utterly broken. Soldiers grew tired of Aurangzeb's endless wars. Aurangzeb died a sad and lonely man in 1707 at Ahmednagar. Lack of close friends, good officers and pressures and approaching death and guilty conscience made him write in a letter to his son Azam, I know not to what punishment I shall be doomed. For knowing more about Indian history, please stay connected and do not forget to press the bell icon so that the next episode reaches you in time. Thank you.